Wow. Man, I love me some Jesus. I love praising Jesus. I mean, when you think about your salvation and what God has saved me from and what He has saved me to, my salvation package is just life itself. And I just pray, I'm so thankful for God for sending His Son Jesus. And man, I'm telling you, when I was 14 years old, you know what happened to me? He saved me. He saved me. And I hadn't got over it yet, amen? There's been times in my life when I didn't really, you know, put that first and I just did my own agenda and I lived for me instead of Him. You know, and there's still times when I have to really get my priorities back in, you know, where they need to be. But, man, I'm telling you, if there's ever, and I pray, and I've, I've told you guys this before, if there's ever a time in my life where I lose my passion for Jesus, if there's ever a time in my life where, you know, I just put His agenda on the back burner and put mine first, I literally pray for God to go ahead and just take me home. I don't deserve to be here. <clears throat> if you got your word with you today, and I pray that you have some form of it, amen, please turn to John chapter 9. John chapter 9. This whole month, um, really even before that, Pastor has been pointing us toward witnessing. He's been doing messages after messages about the Great Commission. And, you know, my message today is just a simple message. It really is. It's a very simple message. We overcomplicate this, this whole sowing and this whole witnessing thing. It, it, we just, only men make it hard. Only men make it hard. And boy, we, we've really made it hard sometimes. But um, if you've got your word, John chapter 9, verse 4. It's a very simple passage here. Here Jesus is, is talking. And I want to read it, but listen, out of reverence to God, if you can, I know you've been standing a lot, but if you can, out of reverence to God, please stand for the reading of this word. John 9, verse 4, this is what it says. We must work the works of Him who sent me as long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. We must work the works of Him who sent me, Jesus says, as long as it is day. For night is coming when no one can work. Heavenly Father, I pray today that you shake the walls of this sanctuary, God. That you do whatever it takes to get our attention. And so, God, not only for me to decrease, but for everybody in here to decrease, that you may increase. And so, God, right now, forgive us of all of our sins. God, right now, forgive us of anything that may be hindering your word getting to us, God, and just penetrating all the way down to the very core of our soul, God. I pray that you do a work in this church. Jesus, preach this message through me. Have your way in here, God. Shake the walls and bring revival to us. We need it. God, I need it. And so, Father, you, it's yours. It's just yours. You do it. You do it. Won't you do it? 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. So like I said, this is a simple message, man. Jesus says, tonight is coming. We must work the works of him who sent me. Why this day? For night is coming. When we can no longer work. I mean, listen, guys, we only have so much time here on earth. I mean, right, death is not a foreign concept to us, right? I mean, we know we're not going to live forever. We know we're only here for uh, a short amount of time. Quite frankly, our nighttime is zooming toward us. It's zooming toward us even now. The Bible says that our life here is like a wisp of smoke. It's like a blink of an eye. I mean, let me ask you, sir, how long did it take you to get to be your age? Ma'am, how long did it take you to get to be your age right now? I mean, my life has gone by, boom, in a blink of an eye, right? It's just flown by, and all of a sudden you wake up and you're like 50 years old. (laughs) Or you wake up and you're like 80, right? I mean, it's just flown by. Somebody can testify, can't they? Life really flies by. I mean, let me just tell you, nighttime is coming when we can no longer work. It's coming. There's a time up against, our, uh, up against eternity. Our life here is just, it's just a blink of an eye. And it really is, man. Life really just flies by sometimes especially as you get older and you get busier and people are pulling at you in different directions. And then all of a sudden, I'm just telling you, all of a sudden it's going to be 6 o'clock and we're going to be back here again this evening. So how long is, did it take you for, get to, for you to get to be your age? I know it's not long at all. I know it's not long at all. Night is coming, folks. We need to be about our Father's business. Night is coming. For some of us, it's about evening time already. Can I get an amen? I was talking to an older pastor one day. We were discussing this, this scripture right here. And as he was walking off, he stopped and turned around. This was an older guy, right? He was on up in age. He stopped and he turned around. He said, let me tell you something, man. It's about evening time in my life. You see, he knew he had more time behind him than he's got in front of him. I know that I have way more time behind me than I have in front of me. There's many of us today that can testify to that. We've got way more years behind us than we've got ahead of us. I mean, what are we waiting on to be about our Father's business? Amen. Amen. Nighttime is coming, y'all. Nighttime, even if you're young, it's still coming. Nobody's promised tomorrow. We're not promised... Uh, in 10 minutes from now. You know, that night time is also coming. I mean, I could wake up dead tomorrow, amen? <laughs> if I do throw a party, I know where I'm going. Don't you feel sad for me? But that's just the way it is, man. Life, life is just going, it's going, it's going. Time is ticking, the clock is ticking. It's always ticking. And by the way, if God didn't intend for us to be out working then he wouldn't have left us here after we got saved. I mean, do you ever think about that? Do do, do, do you ever ponder, why am I here? I talk to people all the time. They all, a lot of people don't know why they're here. They, They don't know why God's left them here. You know, they're praying, they're praying, they're praying. God, what do you want, what do you want me to do? What do you have for for my life? 
And yes, listen, I know that God's got a specific plan for each and everybody here. It's a specific plan just for you, right? Just like this is my plan that God's got for me. But on top of that, outside of that, first and foremost, if you're here today and you've been saved, if you're here today and you've been born again, He's already told you what to do. He's already told us. Matter of fact, He has commanded us to go and share Him with others. He's already told us. You don't have to ask Him. You don't have to pray about it. And some people say, well, I need to go pray about witness. I need to go pray about talking to so-and-so. No, you don't. He's already told you to go. (laughs) I mean, pray about everything there, Pastor. You understand what I'm saying. But He's already told us. He's already made us that ambassador for Christ. I am His representative already. When I got saved, I became an instant representative. You, sir, when you got saved, you became an instant representative. You are a representative of Christ. You're either a good one or a bad one. And then he says, we're also a minister of reconciliation. He says, when you get saved, you become instantly a minister of the gospel. You are a minister, whether you want to be or not. You are one. And so, he's already told us what to do. You don't have to pray about it. He's already told us when you break down the Great Commission. He says in Matthew 28, 19 19 through 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When you break that down, when you break that down, Jesus is just saying, as you go about your day, tell somebody about me. That's what he's saying. As you go about your day, tell somebody about me. Y'all, that's pretty simple. I mean, isn't it? I I mean, to me, how can you get any simpler than that? But we make it so hard. A lot of people make that so difficult. But there's plenty of work for us to do. Basically, we need to reflect Christ in all that we do. We need to live Him out each and every day, right? Because let me tell you, if God says each and every day, as you go about your day, tell somebody about me, if I'm not walking the walk, then how am I going to be talking the talk? Nobody wants to hear you talk about Jesus with a beer in your hand. I'm just being real. Y'all already know I'm one of them real kind of preacher dudes. It is what it is. Nobody wants to... I saw somebody post on Facebook about Jesus this morning with a cuss word in the same post. Like, how crazy is that? I didn't even read the rest of it. I'm telling you, man, if you're going to talk, go talk about Jesus, you've got to live it, right? You've got to get serious about being close to Jesus. You've got to walk it. You gotta, nobody wants to, to listen to a hypocrite. That's just how it is. So some of our lives need really to, to be refocused. Some of, uh, we need to stop sinning. <laughs> Amen, preacher. Amen. <laughs> I need to stop sinning. We just need to live him out. We just need to be about our father's business. All I know is, man, is when we get close to Jesus, the rest takes care of itself. That's all I know. Uh, Right? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. When you get close to Jesus, you will talk about Jesus. 
it takes care of itself. Those days that I'm really close to Jesus, those days when I've awakened and I'm praying and I'm drawing closer to Him and He's drawing closer to me, listen, all I can tell you is somebody's going to hear about Jesus. But on those days that I wake up and, and I may not pray immediately and, I, and I just uh, life just hits me and uh, all of a sudden and I'm pulled here and I'm pulled there and I've got to do this and I've got to do that and it's 12 o'clock before I even think about Jesus, let me just tell you what, ain't nobody heard about Jesus for six hours. But when I'm close to Him, boy, somebody's going to hear. Somebody's going to hear. Somebody's going to hear. It's like that revival that Pastor mentioned that's going on right now. It's, Revival's breaking out in, in our country right now. Uh, go read the, the revival at Ashbury University. Man, listen, it's been going on for two weeks. It started one night at a service, and some of the college students stayed after the service, and they were praying. And, man, the move of God just fell in there, and they started texting their, their, their roommates and their, other, their friends, hey, you've got to come back to the chapel. You've got you to get back. It's been going on two weeks. It hasn't stopped. Because when the presence of God, when you're in the presence of God, you don't want to leave. But when you get close to Jesus, it's all about Jesus. Amen. Man, I just want to be close to Jesus. I just want to be close to Jesus. That should be all of our prayer. And listen, if you've been saved or born again, however you want to put that, He's inside of you. How much closer can He be, right? He's inside of us. But you can quench that. I can sin and quench that. You know, I can do some stupid stuff and, and quench him. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. I want to be, I just want Christ to just come out. Man, I want to be just so full of Jesus. It's like having a pitcher of water that you run down the hall with and there's people lined up on either side. I want to be so full of Jesus that if you like that pitcher of water, it just spills out and gets on people. I just want to spill out on people during the day. I just want to spill out Jesus on people. Amen? And it's not just about um, being nice to people and doing good things. Yes, we do need to do that. We do need to be nice to people. We do need to be good things. But did you know you know what? There's other religions out there that's nice to people. There's other religions out there that do good things. Oprah gives millions of dollars away each year. Every year. She has her own orphanage in Haiti. I mean, how good is that? She's got her own orphanage. I mean, wow. USA Today has called her a spiritual leader for the new millennium. Are you listening? A spiritual leader for the new millennium. A moral voice of authority for the nation. Belief.com did a poll and found that 33% of those polls said she had a more profound impact on their spiritual lives than their own pastors or priests. And I'm not here to question whether Oprah is saved. That's for God to judge. But she has been quoted as saying, there are many ways to God. So you tell me. Because I know there's only one way to God. And that's through the Son, Jesus. 
And so I'm not talking about just being good and doing good things. Listen, that is biblical. We need to do those. But we've got to take it further. We've got to take it further. We've got to take that further. We've got to share Jesus with people. That's just it, man. That's just where the rubber hits the road. Because we'll do good things all day long. This church is full of nice people, man. You guys are awesome. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, just doing good things, just being nice is not enough. It just isn't enough. And listen, I know it's kind of hard message, but man, I'm look, I'm stepping all over my toes. I'm preaching to me, you know. So please don't take this personal. This is just <laughs> Well, it is personal, <laughs> but it's to me too. It's, it's personal to me too. I have to, this is for me too. My point is that we need to be nice. We need to do good deeds. That's biblical, but it shouldn't stop there. We need to be sharing with others. It's the gospel, amen. In Luke 10, verse 2, Jesus says, The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. The labors are few. Night is coming when we can no longer work. For me, there's no greater pleasure than to be used by God. Man, that's the pinnacle as a Christian. It doesn't get any better for when God uses me. It didn't get, have you ever allowed God to use you? Have you ever witnessed to somebody and led somebody to Jesus? Man, it doesn't get any better to, than that. We never forget that. We don't ever forget uh, moments like that in our life where God just stepped in and just spoke through us and just, wow, just watched somebody get saved. I mean, that, there's nothing better for me as a Christian to, to experience God using me. I mean, it's incredible, and God wants to use you. His desire is to use you. That's why He left you here. That's why He left us here. Night is coming when no one can work. I believe that God wants to use you with all of my heart. I believe that. So we need to be sharing the gospel with others. And listen, I mean, we have been told that a million times, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, I, I remember going to church services and sitting there and the pastor talking about witnessing. And I remember me going, oh, man, I wish he'd just preach something else. I'm so tired of hearing about witnessing. Yeah, I said that. I, I said that to myself many years ago before I got serious about God, before I fell in love with Jesus. There may be people today that say, man, I just, I just wish you'd preach something else. Did you catch that? Before I fell in love with Jesus, I was that way. Paul says we're ambassadors, we're servants of God. No longer to live for ourselves, but we represent Him who sent us, right? Amen? So what's the deal, man? It's, a, it's not like we as Christians don't want everybody to go to heaven, right? We do. All of us in here want, pe want others to go to heaven. I know over the past uh, several years I've been blessed to teach soul winning classes at different churches. And through all of that, I've heard all of the excuses that I've used also because I have never heard an excuse yet that I hadn't used, right, about the reason why I can't go and witness to somebody. But all of that's messed up, man, 
because all of the excuses that I've used and all of the excuses that I've heard others use always start with, I can't. Don't they? They always start with, I can't. Man, I can't do this. I can't go over there and talk to them. I, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. What if I messed that up? I can't. You know, I'm not an evangelist like you. I can't talk like you. I, I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't. But tell me how that meshes with Philippians 4, 4.13 when Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I don't see the word I can't in there. I only see I can, right? We can do all things through Christ. And so whenever we come up with, I can't, that is just an excuse, really. It really is. It's just an excuse. And, and I've used it plenty of times myself. Believe me, I'm preaching to me right here. But God will help us during the time of witnessing. He will help us. I'm going to give you some scriptures this evening that talks about all of that, but I'm not going to do it right now. But man, I'm just telling you, God goes before us. He makes the way. He does all of that. It's all about Him. It's not about me. He, he goes and prepares the person's heart. He gets to the person before I ever get to him. He's already there preparing their heart to hear what I'm going to tell them. He already knows what I'm going to tell them. And God is so powerful that I can mess up what I'm going to tell him and it doesn't matter because he's so powerful that he fixes that some way. And so I don't have to worry about messing it up because of his power, amen. Y'all, that's, we ought to just jump up and have an old, make a lap around here <laughs> to, to know that I can't, I'm not powerful enough to mess his word up. Man, that's good to me. That, that lets me know that, you know what, God's got this. I got nothing. God's got this. And God will take care of it. He handled it. I mean, if he spoke a word and created this universe, he can handle it. I mean, Paul said, how would they believe if they don't hear? How would, how would they hear if nobody tells them? How would they be told if no one is sent? If no one is sent, remember, when you got saved, he sent you. He sent you. You're sent. I'm sent. When, when I got saved, boom, instant minister of the gospel. I command you, as you go about your day, tell somebody, sent, instant sent. Night is coming when we can no longer work. Night is coming. So I'm just trying to encourage us all today. I know this is a hard message, but I'm just trying to encourage us to put our focus back on people need Jesus. Just to get our focus back on that and to get our focus off of our own agenda onto God's agenda because we're running out of time, y'all, quite frankly, period. We're just running out of time, and we don't have much time left. Time is flying. Nighttime is coming. Could be tomorrow. I don't know. I've got loved ones that need Jesus. I've got friends that need Jesus. I've got coworkers that need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. And, and, and if I don't tell them, who's going to tell them? If I don't tell them, who, who's going to tell them? Let me tell you, let me just be honest with you today. 
because it's something that bothers me every day that it turns into another, that it turns into a week, that it turns into two weeks, that it turns into a month, that it turns into three months, that it turns into a year and five years and ten years. There's something that bothers me. I'm beginning to think, I'm just being real, I'm beginning to think that the church doesn't love me. I'm beginning to think that the church does not love me. Do you know why? Because every day I'm out there, it turns into two, that turns into weeks, that turns into months, that turns into years. Every day I'm out there, nobody is coming up to me telling me how I can have a relationship with Jesus. Nobody is witnessing to me. And that makes me feel like nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. You are the church. We're the church. Who's going to tell us if you're not telling them? Who's going to tell us if I'm not telling them? And day after day goes by and I'm thinking, why doesn't the church walk up to me and, and ask me the simple question, dude, if you died today, you think you'd go to heaven? Do you ever feel like nobody loves you? Do you ever feel like nobody cares about you? Because if nobody's telling you about Jesus, you've got to feel that way. You've got to. You've got to feel that way. And so that bothers me. That bothers me. And listen, I know people love me. I know. But if I love somebody, I've got to care about where they're going to spend eternity at, right? Does that make sense? If I really care, if I really care about somebody, I've got to want them to go to heaven and not go to hell. And in order for that to happen, I've got to tell them about the one that can get them to heaven. But nobody's telling me. And if they're not telling me, they're not telling you. They're not walking up to you either. Think of the last, when's the last time somebody, a stranger, walked up to you and told you how you can go to heaven? When's the last time that happened? It's not very often, I can guarantee you. If it's ever happened, doesn't that make you think that they don't care? We're the church, amen. We're the church. The lost isn't going to tell you. The lost person out there is not going to tell you how to get to Jesus. It's up to us. It's up to us. And every time I read Romans 14, 12, man, it just gives me chills. It just sends chills up. Every time I read it, this is what it says. So then each one of us will give an account of himself to God. Each one of us will give an account of himself to God. Think about that for a moment. I don't ever hear that passage preached on. Have you? Do you pass? You ever hear anybody preach on that? I've never heard it. I've never heard that. So then each one of us will give an account of himself to God. And so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that little, that, that, that scripture the, the other night. So I, I, I drug out all my commentaries, right? I wanted to see what the smart guys said, right, about that, about that scripture. They said one day, the guys that know more about the, in the pinky, in their pinky about the Bible than I'll ever know. This is what they said. They said, one day we're going to stand before God and give an account of our time. Hello, somebody. One day 
I've got to stand before Almighty God and give an account of my life after I've got saved. Right? It's not, it's not the great white throne judgment. It's the Bema Seat judgment of Christ. But one day I've got to stand before him, and Jesus is going to ask me, what did you do with the time that I gave you? Sir, ma'am, if you're saved today, that day's coming. Think about that day for a minute. Wow. I've got to stand before Jesus. He's going to ask me what I did with the time. What am I going to tell him? Well, Jesus, I went fishing five days out of seven. What, how's that going to make please him? God, I told, one, I told a person one week about you. I, I've got, and listen, I know that there's now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. I understand that. But one day, he's going to want to know what you did with your time, sir. One day after you got, one day, ma'am, since you've been saved, he's going to want to know what you did with your time. I can't stop that from happening. You can't stop it from happening. But one day, we're going to stand before him. Think about that for a moment. That day's coming. Man, don't you just want to stand before him and say, God, I just did my very best to share share you with others. Don't you want to, I, I want to be able to say that. God, I just did my best every day. Even when I went fishing, I told somebody at the ramp. Or I did somebody, you know, I, I, was, I was trying as I go about my day to tell somebody. I just want to be able to say, Jesus, I pray that I, I've told people about you. But not many people can say that. Not many people are telling others about Christ. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. And then I start thinking of 2 Corinthians 6.1 and working together with Him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain and working together with Him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. The grace of God in vain, y'all. There's work to be done. There, there's work to be done. And it's, listen, it's getting late. It's getting on about evening time, and We're running out of time. And I've got an encounter with my Lord that's going to want to know what I did with my time. And I care about that encounter because I love Him. Man, He saved me. I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. Praise the Lord. And He's told me what to do, so I just want to do it because I want to please Him. Amen. And if you really don't want to do it because you really don't care about pleasing Him, I question that you, if you know Him to start with. There's more to this Christian life than just being nice people. There's more to to this Christian life than just doing good deeds. There's more to this Christian life than just coming to church on Sunday. There's more to it. And see, I'm leaving out. I'm leaving out how you feel when you do something for God. You know, I haven't I haven't even talked about that, dude. I, it's just the best. When, when you step out of your comfort zone and you tell somebody about Jesus, when you walk away from that encounter right there, when you walk away, it's just the best feeling ever. Like, I've never been depressed telling somebody about Jesus. Not one time in my life. If, I've, if I'm sad, if I'm feeling down in the dumps, I tell people, I grab the first people I can and start talking about Jesus. I don't never stay depressed. 
I never stay sad. My mood always changes. It always goes from an ugly mood to an awesome mood. Amen. And that's what happened in your life too. That's what's going to happen in your life too. Whenever you open your mouth and you start talking about Jesus, you ain't staying sad. You ain't staying depressed. If you are, you don't know Him. I think the main reason we don't share is because we forget that it's about God and not about us. Amen? I got to talk about that a while ago. But I think the number one reason people don't tell others about Jesus is because they forget or they don't understand how powerful the Word of Jesus is. How strong it is. We always think, well, I can mess it up. I, I, I'm going to not do this right. I, I don't know what to say. What if they ask me a question that I can't answer? We, we put all of that focus on me, and I have stopped looking at the fact that, you know what? God can handle anything that happens. And if you'll approach it by looking at it like God can handle anything that comes up, I promise you it won't hinder you from speaking. I promise you your tongue will not be tied. You will just let her fly and trust the Lord. He, he says in John 14 that he'll, the Holy Spirit will teach you all the things in that moment what to say. Do you trust Jesus? If you trusted him for your salvation, can't you trust him for the conversation? He's trustworthy. Amen. He's trustworthy. Romans 1.16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God's salvation to everyone who believes. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and then also the Greek. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. Salvation is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. It's not your power. You cannot diminish His power. The gospel is powerful in and of itself. Man, I've seen some crazy things happen when I'm preaching the gospel. When I talk about Jesus, it'll just blow your mind. I believe it. I've seen it. I'll testify to it. There's a picture. Put the picture up of this man right here. Okay, see that man? So, so one day, I'm down in Brazil, right? And we literally have a microphone with two speakers set up. And we're in this busy plaza. We're in this busy place where the, uh, it's, it's like a bus stop. And people are getting off the buses and they're walking through this area. walking through. There's just hundreds of people walking through. And so we're literally set up just preaching Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I got a mic and I don't even care if you stop walking. I'm preaching. Amen. The gospel can hit a, a moving target. Come on, somebody. And so we're just preaching Jesus. And so I'm talking about how Jesus came and how he went to the cross and shed his blood that we may be forgiven of our sins. I'm just going through the gospel. And so we give an invitation. This guy walks up right here. This guy walks up. And he can't speak English. He speaks Portuguese. I'm using an interpreter. So he walks up, gets my interpreter, and he asks her, he tells my interpreter something, and she's talking and saying, what's going on here? He says, I'm an old man. I wake up every day. I have arthritis real bad. It's everything I can do to get out of bed and walk through this plaza and walk to my job every day. He says, it's getting harder and harder. I almost can't do it. My arthritis is almost too bad now. He said, but I was walking across today. 
and I heard the name of Jesus. And all of my arthritis, he said, I felt leave my body. He says, when I heard that name of Jesus, I am no longer in pain anymore. I no longer hurt anymore. He says, you must tell me more about this person, Jesus. And so we shared, finished sharing the gospel with him. He got saved. Okay? Amen. Amen. But we don't share because we think we're going to mess it up. But we don't share because we're not sure what to say. But we don't share. If you just walk up to somebody, if you can say one name, Jesus. That's all you need. That's all you need. Surely we can speak one name, can't we? Surely we can say the name above all names. Surely we can just say the name, the only name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Surely we can just say the name that when we say it, power goes out. Surely we can just walk up to somebody and say, Jesus loves you, and see what happens. Now see, I think we've got to start that today, y'all. Because you know what? Night is coming when we can no longer work. That meeting with Jesus is coming. When He's going to ask you, what did you do with the time that I gave you? That's coming. Please stand. As the instrumentalists play something softly, I pray that you've thought about this message. I pray that it wasn't just another preacher dude talking about witnessing. I pray that God has somehow got a hold of us today. And He's doing a work in our life. But I do know this. You cannot tell somebody about the one that you do not know personally. And so if you're here, as they play, if you're here and you don't know Jesus personally, if you've never trusted Him to be your Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask Pastor Marvin to walk up here and this is what I'm going to ask you to do right now. I want you to be bold for a minute. I want you to not worry about what's going on here for a minute. I want you to step out of your seat right now, wherever you're at, I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. If God is impressing upon you that you're a sinner and He's the Savior, He's wanting to forgive you of your sins and save you today. I want you to step out of the aisle right now and walk down here to Pastor Marvin and he's going to share with you how you too can know this Jesus personally. So come now. Don't wait. Just come now. Come on now, don't be shy. Now's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. Now's the time. Don't be shy. It may be now or never. Quite frankly, you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. So we're going to wait a minute. We're going to wait a minute. We're going to give you time to let go of that front seat in your chair, of the chair that you're gripping real tight, we're going to give you a minute because I believe Jesus is working in this. 
And I know He wants to save you. And you've really just got to push Satan back right now. Just push him back. And say, you know what? I've ran long enough. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm not asking you if you've been baptized. I'm asking you if you haven't been born again, what are you waiting on? It's come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. So I pray that we're all in here. I pray that we're all saved, right? I mean, that's what you're kind of telling me. That you've trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We're going to do something else. Because this is a serious moment. I'm not even going to give you an opportunity not to. This is what I want you to do. I want everybody in this church to walk down here right now, please. Just just get out and walk down here. Because we want to have a minute of prayer. We need to have a minute of commitment. I don't care how old you are. Listen, if you're able. Now, if you're not able, I understand that. If you're not able to, I understand that. If you need to stay seated, that's fine. But if you can, I just want you to walk down here so we can pray for a minute. Yeah, that's fine. Just as far as you can come. But we need to take a moment and just get serious, right? Because night is coming. Nighttime is coming. One can no longer work. And I know we all here have people that we want to go to heaven with us. We all know that, right? We all do. We know people. And for some reason, we haven't really just been sharing like we need to share. And I'm not saying I need to tell three people every day. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean God has those divine appointments like our brother talked about. They're set up for us each and every day. And I'm missing them. I'm missing them. We're missing them. I don't want to miss them anymore. We don't want to miss them anymore, do we? And so we need to make a commitment today. Let's pray. Make it, we need to make a commitment today. Why don't you just tell him? Why don't you just tell him this? God, I'm getting serious about you. God, I'm running to you. God, I want to be that witness you have called me to be. And God, I'm trusting you for it. I can't do it on my own. But I don't have to do it on my own. You're there with me every step of the way. And God, I've got to trust you in this. Strengthen all of us to trust you in this. Because God, I'm ready for you to use me. God, please use me. I'm here making that commitment, God. I'm out of my chair making that commitment. I've got to stand before you one day. God, I love you. And I'm going to do what I love. And I want to follow you, Jesus. And your word says, if I'm not witnessing, I'm not following. I desire to follow you, Jesus. Everybody here desires to follow you, Jesus. Strengthen us, God. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen.